Welcome back to the Artist Notepad, where we explore artistry, we talk life, and today we talk masculinity. I'm Jack. And I'm David. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of our Deep Tan series. Today we're talking, as Jack just said, masculinity with just us today. But first, Jack, how you doing, my friend? How was your trip and this break that we had well, this well, week? F- first off, last David, week? I feel like I should ask you because you sound half asleep right now. Where's all the energy? At? <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, I guess, I guess I've been having a very um, tired or like very, very busy la- past week and two. Especially last week when while you were having an excellent time with Amelia somewhere. Um, I had a super stressful gig, but at the same time, very enjoyable as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because it was a live stream, it was a recording, and it was a live um, performance as well. And we had and an it audience. was a charity event. Let's, let's and it real. was a charity event. So it was the first time doing four at once. Like I've helped out for different things, but like it was definitely, yeah, it was a it was a stressful gig. But on the plus side, it was a good time. Um, it was good to have, especially during a time of like a lot of bad news circling. It would be it was really good to just do mm. something good and give back to people and feed people that can't yeah. afford meals and stuff. So and we smashed the target goal of a thousand dollars. We reached one thousand one hundred thirty-seven dollars, I think, from memory. So yeah, it was. It's a good. It's a plus. It's a win-win um, at the end, I think. But yeah, for uh, like enough about me. I want to hear about your trip, bro. Like, what? Do you, how's your break from? We had a one-week break, ten mm. break. Yeah. Well, first of all, shout out to everyone who got involved with that, including you, David. That's awesome Ooh. work that you guys did and smashed that goal. So. Um, there's some hungry tummies that will, you know, go some time not being so hungry. So that's yeah, amazing. Man. That um, was good. Yeah, my trip was good, man. I just went away for a few days just up the coast with Amelia. Um, it was good to, yeah, relax a little bit. Um, the weather was actually really good for us, even though it's supposed to be cold. It was actually quite nice, like walking around in t-shirts and stuff. It was good. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. But it was really relaxed, man. We didn't really do much. Went for a like a bit of a walk here and there but um yeah it was just just to get away a little bit but yeah man um to be honest bit of a bit of a crash coming home um oh. not just because being home i don't know it's just been a bit up and down lately um and i've been trying to be um for those of you who don't know um mental illness is a very important subject for me and i've been trying to be a bit more open about my experience so I thought today would be a good opportunity just to be completely honest and say that I'm having a bit of a tough time at the moment. Um, mm. Just, yeah, just been struggling a bit with day-to-day stuff. Not really right. anything in general happening that's going wrong. Just, you know, it's sometimes it's tough, you know, and I just thought, yeah. I just thought I'd share that not to be self-indulgent, but just to, you know, just if I'm real. so passionate yeah. about this thing, I want to talk about it and I want to show people that they can talk about it. Um mm. And even though I shared barely anything there, just just so people can see, <laughs> oh, like, that's awesome. yeah. you know, um, it, it's it's actually really entwined with what we're going to talk about today with masculinity, and um, mm-hmm. I think an important part about that is being open and honest with your experience. And so sure. that's where I'm at. I, I'm not going to tell you every week that I'm doing great, man, because you know, some yeah. weeks I'm not. We're we're real people too with real issues. I know now we're famous. People think that we're 
we're not real people yeah. anymore. But we're um, basically celebrities, bro. Like pretty much, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's me. So mm. it's good to be talking to you, man. Because yeah, we went a week without chatting to each other and going every week talking to each other for like what 13, 14 weeks. Yeah, bro. That's pretty crazy. Hey, like <sighs> it so felt, felt definitely felt like a bit something missing, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> To be honest, though, I, I'm glad that we had the break at the same time just because it was so busy last week. But yeah. at the same time, it just feels so good to yeah, be back and chat with you about deep tan stuff. Deep so, tan yeah. pizza. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to stop with that joke. So I'll just never, let you never. have that joy. All right. Well, um, without further ado, let's let's get into this. What do you, what do you say, David? Let's get it masculinity bro this is a fat topic that we're gonna try unpack and just have a discussion about but yeah should we start with similar to how we started the faith episode maybe like a google definition internet search of what it means to or what masculinity means could yeah, you man. read that for us Jack? absolutely so to-, to be honest uh very disappointing um <laughs> Google's definition is uh, qualities or attributes regarded as characteristic of men. And then underneath it says, handsome, muscled, and driven. He's a prime example of masculinity. Mm. Um, So straight away, like this jumps out to me as being hugely problematic. But if we go down and (laughs) we answer the frequent Google questions, um, there's another one that says, what do we mean by masculinity? And this one's even worse. This one basically says masculinity is the quality of manliness some traits include some traits of masculinity include physical strength a muscular body and facial mm. hair yeah hmm. and basically the the original definition of masculinity for those who don't know comes from a latin word um and it basically means worthy of a male so this, this idea mm. says basically men who don't have muscular bodies, don't have facial hair and aren't physically strong are not worthy of being a male. Yeah. So you're, you're not a male, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Bearded over there. How, how could I forget your long beard that you've grown? Yeah, you know? you got to keep up with, with the hair, bro. Come yeah, on, man. Bro. You've always been known for your facial hair, haven't you? <laughs> Guess that means you're not a man Sorry, either. Bro, oh, just, damn. You just kind of handed it to me. I had to do it. Sorry, bro. Put you on the spot there. But um, yeah, like it's to me, so this is just yeah. this is just so problematic because like I, I feel like this, even though we're doing a lot to shake this misconception of what it means to be a man, like, you know, I feel like there is a lot of complaining about um, the way that certain men act and those complaints are completely justified. Don't get me wrong. But if this is what people are like being taught, what that that's what it means to be a man, like how can we blame them for acting in the abhorrent ways that they do? I mean, that's an exaggeration. I do blame them and it is unacceptable. But like I just feel like this is just wrong. Like that men are being told that what it means to be a man is to be physically strong and to, to have facial hair and, and a muscular body and like the that's not like i don't know david <laughs> save me here because i'm just so yeah like flabbergasted that google yeah, yeah. would say that this is what it is means the right word yeah i feel like um the definition that this this 
uh, pop up or this thing that we're reading and just looking at right now. It might have been something that is was or is in the textbook slash dictionary that hasn't been adjusted or adapted in the last maybe 50, 60 years. That's what I'm just guessing by reading it because I feel like these this definition is just, um, it's too... Like, it just doesn't make sense because, yeah, like, as we just jokingly said, it just crosses uh, crosses us out as men because we don't have, <laughs> we don't have <laughs> muscles and we're not, hey, like... Hey, speak for yourself there, man. <laughs> we don't <laughs> have facial hair. Like, it's kind of, and physical strength and, like, these type of things to be masculine. But I, I can see where it's coming from. So, like, I it doesn't, like, put me in the position of, like, frustration or anger but it just definitely it definitely doesn't do justice of um maybe what we see or definitely what society sees as masculinity but i feel like under the umbrella of masculinity there's just it's so broad in how people might um define it depending on your worldview slash Mm. like the group that you're really in because like for me myself i am a christian so it's very shaped by what the word of God says to, as to someone who's in the LGBTQI plus, they might define it very differently and Mm -hmm. differently and talk about pronouns and such, but yeah, um, it's definitely interesting. How about to start off? How about we briefly both touch on like, I know we said we're going to talk about like the Instagram question that we posted um, Mm. earlier today, Mm. but how about we briefly, just because you already touched on it already, Talk about what you feel like is masculinity. Mm. And then maybe I'll go a bit and then we'll jump into the Insta stuff on how people responded to the question. Sure, sure. And we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, I think there was a response some somewhat similar to what I'm about to say. But um, for me, the idea of breaking things up into masculine and feminine, it, it actually becomes a little bit problematic for me because... I'm not someone who would disregard genders as um, and say we're all the same gender. I'm not someone who would say that. But um, I would say that the idea that masculine traits are um, exclusive to men and feminine traits are exclusive to women, I, I actually completely disagree with that. And I think that, once again, mm. it becomes really problematic for young men trying to discover what it means to be a man when they see... Um, feminine traits, uh, well, let me, let me look this up while I'm talking, but I'm pretty sure what, what I'm going to get is things like nurturing and care, um, compassion, maybe. Yeah. Femininity Um, definition. What does it say? Okay. So we've got, we've got gentleness, empathy, humility, and sensitivity. And so David, before I even go to you, I would just say that I strive to be all those things. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So all of this. Say it again. Yes. Read it one more time for us. Gentleness, empathy, humility, and sensitivity. So I mm. I yeah. would like to say that I'm all those things. I hope that people would say that about me, but I can't be sure. I'm sure some people might. Some people would say, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um like my point is is that say a a young man, you know, or a boy, you know, he's let's say he gets curious and looks up what it's what, what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman and he finds that um, femininity is all these things, gentleness and um, compassion and I forgot what are the uh, sensitivity, things like this. Yeah. Why would he want to be those things if he's being told, well, that's actually what women do? Um, 
men right. have to be physically strong and they have to be, have facial hair you know like it's just it's just wrong and it, it's like some people might be more confident in themselves to decide like that they don't have to um, apply to one of these categories but some people might feel like they um, say you get bullied for um, you know being short or something then you might internally start to believe okay I'm not a man you know and so then they start to move away from anything that could be um, associated with femininity right. and these yeah. things that are saying that they're feminine these are human traits that we should all have you know um yeah. and it, it's quite ironic i think that when some people like i don't we discussed this beforehand and i said i wouldn't use this term because i don't like it but the term toxic masculinity um i don't like that term because i because and you don't either because it's a label yeah. and it it can sometimes be used to make men feel bad about being men now i'm not saying that there's no such thing as toxic behavior but i would say that that's what it is it's toxic humanity rather than toxic femininity and it's possible yeah, that it yeah. shows up more in men than women okay so now i've got that yeah. out of the way my point is is that i i would say that the sort of women who would use that towards a man what they're talking about is a lack of these things a lack of sensitivity a lack of gentleness and an obsession with their uh, with their um their bodybuilding figure and their facial hair and all like the sort of things that the, the these definitions tell us that that's what a man's supposed to be are the yeah. things that when men have nothing but those the women say that they're toxic and they are toxic but like mm. they're being told that this is what they should be so as yeah. you can tell i'm very passionate about this because it's yeah. incredibly frustrating <laughs> for me when i see like a big problem in society and it's not being addressed. Like, how can these definitions, like David, you said that maybe that's 60 years old. Well, they've had mm. 60 years to change yeah. that. Yeah. And, and I would also say it's not 60 years because because that's a Google definition and Google yeah. hasn't been around that long. So <laughs> No, it, but like, like, it, yeah, yeah, keep going. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I, I, just, going. I just find it um, horrible that right. someone who, is, who would be vulnerable to being told what it means to be a man and doesn't have a good understanding mm because maybe they haven't been told that growing up or maybe, yeah, maybe they're being mm. bullied because they're not man enough or they get told man up, you know, and then they think that they have to be more like these things. And it's, no, that's not what we need. We need more people with these compassionate traits. And so back to my original point, sorry, I've got on a massive rant, but basically to bring no, it back. Keep going, yeah. My point is, is that by splitting these things into masculine and feminine, I think people get confused and think and rightly so because it is confusing i think people get confused and think so this is what i have to be and in reality i think that everyone has a blend of masculinity and femininity in them that's why people say oh he's getting in touch with his feminine side now i have a problem with the fact that no one ever says she's getting in touch with her masculine side masculine side yeah, yeah but the the fact is is that um these things we should have a balance of both you know um they're I don't think that they're antonyms, but I also don't think that they are the same. But I just have a problem in the way that they're used. And until we can find a way to healthily use these terms, I just don't like using them at all because I don't want someone to feel like they have to be a certain way because of what gender they are. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I definitely agree with you in, in a lot of what you said because... Before before we um, got on the call and we started recording for the pod today, like as we as we're having this conversation, I had the chance to talk about 
um, what it means to or masculinity with um, two brothers from my church. But um, shout out to Lauren, shout out to Paul. If you if you guys are listening, um, if you're not, then you guys are dogs. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, it was interesting because Lawrence he threw me a question of like. I was, I was just sharing with them the, like, this is what we're going to talk about tonight, blah, 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 blah. And then um, I said to them, like, what do you guys reckon, like, what is masculinity? What do you guys think it is? And because we all share the same uh, Christian worldview and, like, beliefs and views on it, um, we shared a lot of opinions. But when I look at the list of things that come to mind of, like, being a man, like a biblical, good, like a man defined in the Bible, um, I feel like similar to what you said, there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of crossover. And then the only thing that I can really think about is um, that I would like to mention or point out is um, the difference in um, roles inside a marriage or between a man and a woman um, that are complementarian. So it's it's the acceptance or the view that... Um, Men are, hmm, this is, this is going to be tricky to put out these just because um, a lot of people, people might disagree with what I'm, what I'm about to say, but it's like men are the head of the house, but not in the sense of like a dictatorship or authoritative thing where it's like um, what they say is absolute, but more so like um, they would be the one first to take care of the family and take initiative when it comes to protecting the family or their wife like it says in um ephesians chapter 5 verse 23 it's 24 but for husbands is the head of head of the wife even as christ is the head of the church his body and is himself its savior now as the church submits to christ also wives should submit um in everything to their husbands but if we read up to there i think there's going to be a lot of angry faces and or angry people just just if you cut up to that point but the point that i want to stress out is verse 25 where it says husbands love your wives as christ loved the church and gave himself up for her so the duty of being a man in in the christian sense is that you take you do um yours it's a sacrificial type of love and a initiative of protection so I, I feel like you can even edit all this out, but the point is um, there's a story that is said by a famous pastor named John Piper, but it's talking about um, what it means to be a man or he explains it in this way, but it's like, um, so a man and a woman, they go out on a date, right? And as, as the man is walking the woman home, they bump into three hooligans, basically like thugs. And they see the woman and the man um, walking across the street and they call out to them and say, hey, <laughs> keep in mind, the past is really old. So I don't know how he, how he said it like this, but it's like, hey, pretty girl, you got there. Give us over, give, give, give us over to, uh, give, give her to us or something like that. And then the, right. man, the man responds by saying, <laughs> over my dead body. <laughs> It's like this corniest movie line or whatever. Whoa. But but the but the That's what the it means point, to be a man. <laughs> no, no, but the point here is that the woman is actually like in the story in this context, it's like the woman is actually like um the highest degree of black belt in karate. Right? 
Right. So in the in a logical sense, in a logical sense, the woman is very capable of being able to defend herself and maybe even fight the three guys better than the man. But what the what he's saying of being a man is is being able to lay yourself down and to have that initiative and that in- instinct to protect your other self, your 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 woman, your family, your you know, your your friends, like the ones that you care about and you love. And I think that kind of encaptures what it means to be a, like in, in one sense, to be a good man in any case. But yeah, that's something I wanted to mention. But mm. yeah, that's the only thing that would come to mind when it's like, um, yeah, what it means to be a man. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like there was a bit of a tangent there. I feel like no, a little bit, yeah, but yeah. I, I've heard that Christian view before. Um, mm. My issue with it is just that at a time that was absolutely absolutely the case, but as time has changed, you know, like women's role in society has changed. And and I, this isn't me attacking you. Let <laughs> yeah, me yeah, be yeah, clear, no, David. No. This isn't please, me attacking please keep you. Because yeah, yeah. this might come across as a bit aggressive, but women don't need to be protected to the same level anymore like that women are still more vulnerable than men in some areas but that's due to flaws in our society not due to their inherent weakness or fragility so i i don't see that as a um inherent male role in a relationship because i think that both uh, man and woman or man and man or woman and woman both um parties of a relationship have a responsibility to protect and serve um mm. and i i know that i'm i'm not trying to say that david you were saying that women are just there to serve and be protected i'm not saying that you were saying that just yeah yeah um i find what is said they're problematic and i do acknowledge that it is followed up with the bit that you know people who are against what it says in the bible never include which is the bit about um the man loving the woman like he would love jesus or like jesus would love him um but like Jesus, sorry, would did love I say that the, right? Yeah. So like, as Jesus would love the church, and he as would Jesus lay would his love, life right. down. So the mm. comparison is um, Jesus loving people and loving the church um, is what the man should um, reflect in his relationship with the wife. Is mm. as as Christ put laid his life down for the church, the man should be able should be laying his life down for his wife. Mm. So I and, think, and I suppose what yeah. I'm saying is that um, I, I, I agree with all that, but I yeah. don't think that that is exclusive to men. I think that women have an obligation to do exactly the same for their for their sure. male uh, counterpart in the relationship, wh- whatever type of relationship that is. I think yeah. that um, that is a, 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 uh, a sign of human goodness rather than male goodness. And yeah. I guess uh, like the, the issue with my view on this is that pretty much whatever you say or whatever what anyone says about a good trait i i either think that that trait is wrong and that that's not a important trait like having a muscular body that's not an important trait <laughs> um, yep. or i just don't think that that i think that that trait is universal and should be um hmm. carried as a responsibility by both parties by both genders by anyone like um hmm. regardless of their um, gender, sexual orientation, what at their age, like it, 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 it doesn't. Obviously, if you're very young, like you get off the hook a little bit. But um, I, th- I think that parents should be raising their kids to 
um, to take responsibility in all aspects of their relationships. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about any relationship and right. that they don't, you know, that men aren't being raised to protect women as their primary role because women need to be protected, you know, um, and women aren't being raised to be a kitchen maid. And I, once again, that's not what you're saying, but I think that there is a view in some parts of um, the Christian community, some parts, not all parts, that that is still the expectation is that the woman is the birth giver and the, the maid and the husband is the breadwinner and... <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, it's just Yeah, it's, um I don't I don't know if that does it justice to like generalize it, but um I guess like it there definitely is some um roles within a marriage or a household that the Bible views. And I I'm, I definitely understand what you're saying when it's like um, I, to to be clear, like, I'm not actually like saying it, yeah. I'm not actually yeah, saying yeah. that the Bible tells them to do that. I'm just saying that that's how people choose to interpret it. Some people Sure. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm just saying like I'm just agreeing with you in the sense that like it's it's hard to put that into today's society in some cases because of um as you said like um what women are able to do and be like even in an example of like my family um my mom is actually like the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. So in the biblical sense or like in being like so my dad is, I, I would say my dad is still head of the house as like the, the male or the husband or the father figure of the household. But technically my mom is the breadwinner because my dad isn't physically able to work. And mom mm. is the one who's always out hustling and mm. um, working because... So if I was to share very briefly, my dad has polio on his left leg and he's mm. had that all his life so he's he's just um he has a disability so that he can't move and he can't stand for very long so mom was always the one hustling and going out and bringing the bread mm. home you know what i mean mm. so yeah even if we look at like our family and we say we're christians it's like roles are so in some ways it feels like it's reversed but does that mean that we're not you know not living to our faith or something like no mm, that doesn't mm, that doesn't mean it's like that. does that make my dad less of a man yeah, no, yeah i don't yeah, think so yeah, no, does no. that make my mama less of a woman mm. like no i don't think so but yeah i know what you're saying i know what you're saying but mm. yeah i feel like um one thing that i want to like just to mention now so that we don't forget later is because I, I know that we want to go look at the instagram um <laughs> Um, Sorry, we're holding out people. on you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, um, let's let's revisit the topic because you were briefly mentioning it of mm. like fathers being a role in um, shaping their sons' view in certain things, or like you were touching on it a bit. But I no, no, let, wanna, let's let's yeah. come to that later. Let's let's come to because yeah. once we talk about the um, the false ideas more and how like that's what, what I'm saying. Like, let's come let's come back to it. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Let's come back yeah, yeah. to it. Yeah. So do you want to start going through some of the the Instagram? Yeah. Just pick Did you a few. Wanna start? I don't know who they're from, so um Yeah, I'll keep it we'll keep it anonymous, yeah? but okay. um ooh, ooh. So the first one that jumps out to me um is taking responsibility. Taking responsibility. What do you, what do you think? What do you think, David? <sighs> so do I think it's mutually exclusive? Um, no, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's something that, you know, um, just a man 
should do like taking responsibility i think it like just bas- like because there's no real um context behind it i'm guessing the person is saying like in work in the family in mm. you know what i mean in the um relationships in well, mm. in all that that's actually do. not how i interpreted it oh interesting i took it as like if if you make a mistake or if you screw up take responsibility for your actions and like um yeah hold yourself accountable i guess yeah yeah but i'm saying that in in these areas so mm. taking responsibility in because that would include just say in the workplace sure, sure. if someone was to make an like that man was or the person was to t- make, make a problem or an issue they d- did something wrong then you take responsibility of course mm. Mm. so like that's what i'm thinking this person meant when they said this but yeah i do find it interesting mm. that um that that's a lot like, of these that's what a man is like that's the first thing this person um came sort to of. kind of yeah, thought of. But yeah, yeah also so. the fact that like a lot of these i think if you ask the person do you think women need to take responsibility too i think they would straight away say yes and i think mm. that's interesting i think that subconsciously i feel like a lot of people are sort of um sort of kind of thinking similar things to what i'm thinking in terms of like these things in this day and age, they are no longer like um, gender exclusive, you know? And so currently I think not everyone, but I think more and more people's ideas of what it means to be a man, what it means to have um, masculinity are beginning to be the similar traits that we would say what it means to be feminine as well. Hmm. 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 Like, hmm. 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 Yes. Hmm. Yes. Perhaps. Yes. Perhaps. Yeah. Like even to just like expand on that point, like similar to what I was just like mentioning earlier when you were, when you had your initial rant of like what Google was saying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Before you got off your soapbox, um, (laughs) well, uh, you were saying how, yeah, like it's, it's shared and definitely I feel like, so one of the points that I was talking about with, um, my friends earlier today was like a man should be strong and loving and when I said that even though like that was one of the first few things that came to mind when I was thinking about what a man should be like when I took a step back after my friend asked me like is that just for males though or like just for men and I was mm. I the answer I came to was like no it's like men, women should be strong and loving in as well like and they're able to be strong and loving but i think the reason why it came to mind when it's like strong and loving is i feel like they come hand in hand like you like when i say men should be strong and loving i mean they should be strong enough to like a view of or the sign of like strength that i can see um in men where i look at someone and it's like, wow, that's a strong and loving man is when they're able to sacrifice for people that they love or mm. care about, when they're able to express um, and guide and nurture and um, share and um, yeah, share experiences and pains and joys together with someone, like mm. with people that they care about. I feel like when I see those type of traits in men, I'm like, that's a strong and godly man or that's a strong man or you know what i mean a loving man but mm. yeah at the same it's, time it's like it's man women can be t- <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's because yeah. you've just touched on something there which i do want to come back to the idea of um men 
um, you know, being vulnerable around people, like being able to share like their, what they feel, even w- regardless of what that negative feeling is. But before we come back to that, I just want to, um, I want to touch on one more of the Instagram ones because this one, yeah. um, it's funny because reading this one, this is mostly about what my rant was before, which is um, this person says, the difference between being a man and woman is not that big. Gender stereotypes make make of it make it a bigger difference than it is. Um, yet masculinity is defined as a strong yet vulnerable figure who stands up for themselves. And hmm. I would totally agree with this person in the sense that I know plenty of women who are strong yet vulnerable, and they stand mm. up for themselves. And mm. I think that just goes to show, you know, like. I totally agree that men should be like this. Don't get me wrong. But this Mm. is like, maybe we should just be talking more about like what we expect from humans, you know, instead of saying what we expect from men and what we expect from women. Because if these things tend to be the same, then why are we being unnecessarily divisive in the way that we deliver the message? Why can't we hold everyone to... I'm sure there... I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm sure there are maybe some traits which are gender specific but i can't think of any now um but in general why can't we just hold people to the same standards i feel like that would be one of the easiest ways to call out equality and call out sexism is if we're all being held to the same standards you know Mm. instead of splitting it up into masculine and feminine like when when (laughs) it it would seem as though both well I, i and seemingly a few of the people who responded to our question seem to think that there isn't much difference at all, even if they don't realize that that's what they're thinking. Um, the things that they're listing line up with what most of our ideas of what it means to be feminine um, are as well. So there seems to be quite a, like, more than just correlation between the two. Hmm. I think the only thing that comes to mind, and I think people who, who are listening and have a very strong opinion on on this might, disagree with me once again but um one i guess like difference that we can see in certain areas in the in the world or life is that um there are physical differences in men and women Mm. definitely physical differences Mm. and like i guess like it's starting to slowly make more sense why muscular and like facial hair came into the definition in, in google is because like if we look at sporting we have that distinction of men and women because men are just physically stronger and built differently than to women. That's why we have the the differences in like women's swimming or women's running or um, women's basketball versus like there's just like NBA or like NRL versus like women's football is because men are just built differently in terms of like muscle density, testosterone and these um, hormones that are in the body. You know what I mean? So I but guess... David, I'm, I'm sure that you wouldn't be someone who would look at someone who maybe is lacking those traits and think any differently of them as as a man or as a woman. Of course, of course. But I'm just saying like, um, just just like it just came to mind or like realization that there are there are physical differences or there's, there's clear differences between a man and a woman. Um, um, that we can visibly see or like we see in the world right now. Because if there was no that no distinction of 
men and women, and it was instead just like a shared arena of um, competition when it comes to sporting events. I think sure. it would look very, sure. it would look very different to, how, like, just say combat sport. If uh, in a heavyweight fight, um, a two hundred and twenty-five pound man, or like two hundred and fifty, three hundred pound man, versus like like a similar weight woman, I don't know if we're going to see the same. Um, type of competitional result, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have a clue. If they're the same yeah. weight, I wouldn't actually know. I, I would. Uh, my I know, my initial know, yeah. reaction would be to say that it would be even, but I, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm not. I'm not be, this is probably just like, a bad example, but yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I, I agree with you um, that it's kind of ironic, really, that mm. um, I, I do. I don't go back on what I said. I do think that these definitions are problematic, but it is kind mm. of ironic that they are some of the few differences that we can actually pinpoint at this time between or, or, yeah. you know a um your average man and your average women or woman sorry the big difference yeah. is their physical appearance um, yeah but interesting yeah anyway david do you do you want to run back because we we did i did want to return to this this idea of um vulnerability in terms of men being able to feel like they can talk about some of the things that are, are tough going on for them. Yeah. So I was going to, it's, 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 it's good that you mentioned that because the, that was one of the Facebook um, responses. Cause like the question that we put on Facebook, uh, not Facebook, Instagram um, was what is your definition of being a man? And it's just, as you were just saying, it's like, as if you were reading this person's response, cause this person <laughs> legit said being able to be vulnerable without feeling like you're forfeiting your masculinity. You so go. it's like being vulnerable to share, um, yeah, what you're going through with another man or even a woman, like being able to share what you're actually going through mm. without feeling like you're a less of a man, you know mm. what I mean? But yeah, did you want to start us off or? Well, it's interesting you touched on that because I I don't think this is a um, gender specific problem in the sense I do think plenty of women struggle to talk about um, some of their negative feelings as well. I think it's in general, mm. like there is a lot of stigma surrounding um, mental illness. And what I was sort of touching on earlier on when like I shared a little bit about how I'm going at the moment, how everything isn't puppy dogs and rainbows at the moment in my life. Like it, right. I think that... Um, like that's hard, you know, that that's that doesn't come naturally for me. And that was something that I had to sort of force myself to do. And uh, it would be so much easier for me to just say, yeah, man, I'm good. I just had a great holiday, which I did. Right. But and just say like, yeah, I've, I've been great. Like and then just move mm. on, you know, but um, I, I at least want to do what I can, my part in terms of normalizing the fact that sometimes we're not always okay man and that that like yeah. that i don't th i don't see that as a sign of weakness you know i i i find the correlation with strength and struggle to be absolute you know um i always use the analogy when i'm talking about this in terms of like the guys at the gym you know it doesn't matter how big the dude is or how big the woman is you know like at the end of the day like when they're on their last set when they're on the biggest heaviest weight they're struggling, man. They are struggling. They, they might be shaking, mm. like they'll be sweating and everything. The heart will be pumping. Like that's not a sign of weakness, but it is a sign of struggle. So mm. that there isn't actually a correlation. In fact, if anything, it's a sign of strength that they're pushing through when, when they're hurting. And so I would say that talking about this stuff, there's this big misconception about um, what it means to be struggling, what it means to be in pain, what it means to 
not always have like the best mental well-being, you know. And I think that that's partly because of the way that we look at things as a society these days. It's so it's so results focused, you know. We always just look at where we are like and that is a result. That's a fact, you know. We don't look at it as part of a process. We we can't look at it and say, you know, wh- why am I feeling like this, you know? Right. It's actually because I'm dealing with a lot of stuff or it's because I'm suffering with depression and and people who suffer with depression, they sometimes just feel bad, you know, and they, they don't have to have a reason. They just feel down. They feel depressed and yeah. it comes on in waves without any more of a trigger. Like there can be triggers, but sometimes there isn't. It's just fluctuations yeah. that they can't control, you know, and so mm. it, it's it's so it's it really saddens me that. There are people out there who feel like they can't talk about this stuff. And mm. I think it does. I don't think it's a stretch to say that it is more of an effect, uh, more of a issue for men. And I think that that's borne out in the suicide rates. Men are, I think it's four times more likely to commit suicide than women. And I wow. think that, I think partly part of that is the fact that men feel like they can't talk. So they can never release this. Yeah. And the, 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 the mm. only exit they feel like they have is to commit suicide and that is a tragedy um and david i'm sure you've had experiences in terms of like mates who um who are struggling things that you, that you didn't even realize because i have that mm. I, i've i've yeah. had mates that have been going through stuff and i've had no idea yeah man i mean it's it's cool that you mentioned that because even just yesterday before um yeah us having this conversation i caught up with a friend that um, is one of my closest mates and I won't name him because, yeah, I don't know how comfortable he'll be with me mm. sharing this, but um, yeah, he's a friend that I've known for. We just calculated and we re- realized that we've known it, known each other for like 10 years. Wow. Right? And this friend of mine, I never, we've gone through a lot of stuff, pretty much like, puberty our adolescent stage and like outside of high school and then throughout this whole time we've been um sharing life together checking up on each other our Mm. parents and our families know each other but only yesterday once i started digging deep into i always check up on him on like family friends Mm. like relationships um see if he's actually seeing anyone like uh, women or like you know what i mean like he's mm. always on tinder or something but i'm like bro you're wasting time and he's like oh i just do it for fun whatever but then and like work or his future and like yeah. i feel like i cover all these areas that i feel like are questions that we have as young men and one thing that i never mm. even thought about or considered is maybe he's going through something that he's not comfortable sharing or e- anything like that but Yesterday, when I spent so much time with him, I dug deep enough to a point where he was comfortable enough to just start openly talking about things. And he shared with me something that was quite a shock to me. And it was that he, from two years or a year ago, he started having these moments during like once or twice a year where he would feel so heavily burdened in his like heart or like this huge weight on your shoulders and this overwhelming mm. feeling of like emptiness and just like um just just sucked out of any emotion and he didn't feel like doing anything and mm. he would just like either sleep it off and then the next day he will feel better but 
he shared with me that for the first time ever, like this year, he started having it a lot more frequently. And now it's been going for a little bit longer. And he shared that like, you know, like he's going through depression. Like it's going through, it's a serious thing. And before he ever was able to have these open conversations, he used to question people or men or women who go through, or just people in general who go through depression and who aren't able to, who go to the point of thinking suicidal thoughts of like taking their own lives. And he always used to think like, how, how bad could it possibly be to even get to that point and think of taking your life as an answer? And he said for the first time in his life, he came to understand what that feeling was because he was trying to assess his situation. He was like, as you said, a very goal-driven and like, um, result-driven um, society and lifestyle that we live that when reaching that goal or that result isn't enough or like once you reach that point you start to question mm. what's next or like yeah. you start doubting yourself we have all these thoughts and yeah it was so shocking to me as a friend who's like one of my closest friends to see him in the position where it's like you know like he was suffering and was helpless and was just struggling and for someone that I knew so well to like not be able to see he was going through something like that it would put me in such a position where it's like wow like it's so real and at the same time like if a person's going through something like that they could become so helpless yeah like I thought yeah. it would be the I'll be the first person who would like ring up and be like hey like I really need to talk to you right now or something like that but yeah, he was sharing how like he just started downplaying his struggle and his pain and his suffering and thinking there's there's kids in Africa who are like dying from like starving and like mm -hmm. there's people really actually starving like suffering in this world. Like I'm not doing I'm not going through anything. And he started like downplaying and undermining his suffering. And okay. I told him like you shouldn't do that, you know? Like when you're struggling or suffering, it's a real thing. You shouldn't just try to bottle it up or like sweep it down under the rug because it's like it's gonna eat you up you know what i mean so yeah yeah man like it's it's yeah. um i think what a lot of people don't realize about suicide is suicide doesn't just happen because people decide that it's the best choice they decide it because they feel like it's their only choice it's their only yeah. option left um and the only reason why someone would feel like it's their only option left is because they think that there's no one around them who can help them. And to an extent, I do see it as our responsibility as um, as people to, to make those around us to feel like they, they can share. But at the same time, if you don't know, it's so hard, you know? Like, David, what you were just like telling yeah. me, it's like, to me, it's just such a tragedy that someone could be that low and feel like they, they can't tell anyone, they can't talk to anyone about it. And um, even if it's like, or they can only talk to one person about it, they can only talk to the people who are mm. closest to them. And like I say that and yet I, you know, I still struggle sometimes to, to tell people about my experiences with it. Um, in truth, I've struggled with mental illnesses since I was in about seventh grade. So um mm. yeah that's almost it's almost 10 years for me now and um i haven't told heaps of people about it i've told 
I feel like I've told enough. You know, I, I don't go around telling every single person because it's it is something. It is personal struggle. Yeah, I mean, I'm now saying it on a podcast, but I'm saying it because yeah. I I want I want people to see um like if anyone out there hears this and thinks worse of me because of me having suffered, then tell me because I don't believe that there's anyone who who would think that, and I think that goes to show that like for those of us who are suffering out there, like no one with a good heart is going to think that you're weak because of it you know Mm. don't you don't need to struggle by yourself and i i I do it it does break my heart that there there is a a level of um pressure on men um in in our society to to say that you're you can't be the sensitive one you know you have to be the strong masculine muscly one with great facial hair you know like yeah it's just, yeah, I mean, th- this is why this is happening, man. This is why we're losing so many men every year. Mm. So many women too, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, it's clearly more of an issue in um, with men in society if four times the amount of men are committing suicide than women. Because it, it's yeah. not that four times as many men are suffering with mental health issues. That's not the case. As mm. far as I'm aware, I think that's fairly even or a lot closer in terms of statistics. So it's not just like well, there's more men suffering, so that's why there's more men committing suicide. It's like a similar amount of people suffering, but for some reason men are four times more likely to feel as though suicide is their their best option, you know? Yeah, and it's sometimes having these type of conversations, I think some some parts that might even stop people from having, like having to approach someone is A, maybe they don't have anyone, but at the same time, I Mm. think B, like it's because either they feel burdened that or like they don't they don't feel safe in sharing that kind of load or baggage with someone else and thinking that they won't have the answers as well so it's like but I feel like what I told my friend and what he understands now as well is that it just felt so freeing and so good to be able to share that Mm -hmm. that baggage that burden with someone even though he knew that I did not have the answers or another friend, close friend that he shared this with didn't have the answers. Um, he was able to put it out there, put it out there and like be able to um, process the thoughts that he was having just internally by himself. Um, it's different when you end up sharing it and being open to another friend or someone who's close to you or that you trust because yeah it's like it puts you in a position a mental state where it's like you're not alone in this um situation that you're going through um even having that um reassurance of like there's someone else that's um there for you or there to just listen to you about your struggles and your issues Mm. is it could be enough sometimes and yeah yeah so like to those listening right now that um, Jack so bravely just shared what he's been going through for since like year seven, you said. So it's like, yeah, as you said, like 10 years. Um, thanks for sharing that, man. It's like, it's like. Sorry, I, I feel like really, I can't um, keep talking about this stuff and be a hypocrite and keep my struggles sure, to myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, yeah. I, and I just want to reiterate, um, I hope I don't need to, but I feel, part of me feels like I need to, is that I'm not sharing this as a form of, um, coping or as a form of like self-indulgence i'm sharing this because i i want to start you know um showing people that it's okay and that like as i said please if you if you like think 
wrongly of me for sharing what I said. And if you think worse of me, mm. please message me. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Please message me. Because mm. I believe that, um, that people would only think... I, I believe that either people wouldn't change their opinion or they would think better of you um, for having, like, the strength to deal with this stuff. Because, like, it takes a lot of strength to deal with this stuff. And I, I, that's not just talking about me. That's talking about everyone. Like, it's drawn upon all the strength that I have to... to deal with this stuff at times in my life so like if you do like have a problem with me saying what i've said then message me because i think first of all i think that is an important thing to talk about second of all show me that that i'm wrong because i don't want to like <laughs> i don't want to put people wrong but i'm i'm 99 yeah. point whatever like recurring like percent sure that this is going to be fine you know and and you can do this and it, it's it's only going to do positive things or it won't change anything so you may as well give it a shot. Hmm. Anyways, reach out to us, man. Like I feel like yeah, we're both please very do, please like do. accepting and um, empathetic people to a certain extent that we're willing to have these type of meaningful conversations with other people too. Like we we're able to talk on a podcast like this and share our opinions and thoughts on these deeper issues because, like, it's real. These are real, real world, real life issues, and I feel like it would be unloving and hypocritical if we're just talking to ourselves like us too but if a listener's out there and doesn't have someone to talk to yeah and please do they want to talk to us and we say no then i feel like that's just messed yeah, up yeah, so yeah. we won't we won't yeah just email us dm one of us or whatever but to segue i want to go towards um so this is this is like maybe like i'll throw the question at you because i only hear what your story mm. about this is like but we touched upon it briefly, but um, how much? How much do you reckon um, our fathers um, play a role in shaping our view on masculinity and mm. what it means to be a man? Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I absolutely. I wouldn't yeah. even. St- I wouldn't stop at fathers. I would say all the important men in your life have an influence on you in terms of how you feel like you can act. Because if it's someone you look up to then the way that they act will influence the way that you feel like you should act. Um, And so uh, for most of us, um, we at least spend some of our lives looking up to our fathers. Others have falling outs, you know. Um, But I think it's pretty common for a a boy, at least at some point in their life, maybe their whole life, to look up to their father. Um, And Mm. so the way our fathers act, there's obviously there's a huge link between um, how we perceive men and how we perceive to act and i would say that this is equally important for 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 young girls or for women growing up the way their father acts and the way they the way their father treats them um Mm. will hugely impact on the way that they feel um men are the way they feel their value is as a woman compared to the value of a man and so i would say that as parents just this in general but specifically on on masculinity um my my dad's side comes from Jamaica, and so it's quite a conservative um, country a lot of the time. Um, they're very traditional in, in some areas. Um, and so definitely um, I think my my grandfather is um, he, he would be he would meet some of the stereotypes in in the way that um, he struggles to be emotional around right. men and struggles to talk about this sort of stuff. Um, I think 
I think it's something my dad struggles with too, but he he's a lot better at it than my grandfather. I'll say that at least. I, I don't feel like mm. he um, holds back from me um, in terms of being vulnerable, but I, I do think that um, it's a challenge for him. And I would say it's a challenge for the majority of his generation and even more so for the generation before. Um, I've always... I've always sort of um, been my own person. Like um, I, I definitely have like taken things from both my parents, but I think they would be the first ones to say that I've always been someone who has gone my own way. And um, if if I thought that something that they were doing was wrong or um, offensive, then I would be the one of the first people to call them out on it. And I'm sure that they would tell you that too. So um, yeah. like... You're like I, six and, and years I, I, old and be like, "Here's where you're wrong, Dad." And mom, I, I don't, mom, I don't please. do that. I, I don't do that yeah. as a place of um, judgment necessarily. But I think it's important to call people out um, when they're uh, doing something that you might think is offensive um, or insensitive, um, a, as a form mm. of education, as much as anything else. Like just as they educate us, uh, you know, we grow up and we grow up in a different world to them. And as the world's changing, there are things that. Um, younger people can experience that their parents don't and this isn't me saying that I'm constantly calling them out on stuff like they're pretty good you know but I feel like I'll be the same when when I'm a dad I feel like there'll be some things that I'll um, I'll need to be basically called out on by my by my kids and they'll say dad don't be such a whatever like you like I, I won't be able to move the same with the same fluidity that um, the youth are able to do growing up in a in a constantly um, progressing world um, so in answer to your question, David, yes, I, I would absolutely say so. I would say me, maybe less than others. It's not the particularly most satisfying question, but I definitely have been. Um, I definitely think that if my dad was more um, reserved and more conservative, I think that that would be reflected in me. Maybe not um, extremely so, but I think that that would be um, that would be there. I think I'd be a little bit less forthgiving in in my mm. information about my feelings, and I think that what I've just talked about would be significantly harder to talk about. What about right. you? What, what's your experience with that? I I also say 100% yes, because I definitely agree with you when you say um, important men had shaped what I believe to be, what, what, what I feel like a man should be like and what man like masculinity means to me. But because um, for, for myself, I grew up in a household where or a father who isn't able to express that type of love and have that com like communication with me I had zero to no like guidance growing up so mom was never home mom was always out hustling and dad was um helping out and hustling at home where he could and then helping out at the shop and like that's a whole story there, but um, yeah, so because he would never have those type of conversations or guidance in what I should look for, like look for in the future, what I have to start thinking about, or even as a child, like not having no encouragement or like that, um, you know, like, yeah, encouraging, loving type of environment. I think I grew up yeah. as a kid who've had a lot of self-doubt mm -hmm. and... I grew up with like not knowing what I really like, not knowing what I should try to do, but I was more of just like a class clown, um, like 
have fun, just goofy, like troublesome kid. Do you but, think that was like looking for something, some kind of approval? Yeah, or so I think I was. That was me just trying to have attention and approval and mm. have people like have a reaction towards me giving me affirmation for what I'm doing and yeah, whatever. Surely, but yeah. and at the same time, I grew up thinking of that. What? I, yeah, I'm not going to use the term, but like basically a lot of aggression and a lot of like not not being able to stand up for yourself and show that people, other men can't step on you. So pretty mm. much like a dominant, like a aggressive, like a fighter fighting type of instinct where it's like, you can't, you can't say what you want to say to me. You can't show me that you're on, above me. Like you can't show me you're more alpha than me, that type of mindset, even growing up as a kid. So yeah, growing up, I would get into fights all the time and detention and stuff like that because it's like, yeah, I thought that was a form of showing like I'm a man, like you can't do what you want to do over me. And like that alpha, that type of, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's the type of, because that's what I saw in like cartoons or movies sure, or yeah. what. Which is like, important as well when it comes to like taking like role models and stuff. Like yeah. the sort of um, stereotypical <laughs> man in TV and movies is like yeah. a lot of the time that, that's just as harmful, you know, that. Yeah action hero like, who's like doing yeah. reckless things and if, you, and if like, you're going up watching like ninja turtles then or naruto <laughs> or like stuff like that it's like you put yourself in that um like alpha or like hero sure. type of there's good stuff mindset. there too man i i firmly believe that like um yeah yeah like yeah. superior stuff helps shape yeah. my like idea of helping people i i strongly sure believe that. for sure for sure. But I think it was misguided in a sense because it was narrow because it's like the good guys are my friends. The bad guys are people who sure, aren't my yeah. friends. So I think that was a part of that in me. And yeah, so that's the type of... So I never had guidance from my dad. Instead, once I got older, I got in, like my image and my view on what a man should be like was shaped by older brothers. So yeah people who are like couple couple to like five, six years older than me or leaders in the church or like mm. pastors or books or articles or, you know, like YouTube even. Like those became the forms of mediums that gave well, me guidance. Thank you found those resources, man. Like, um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. I'm uh, deadly yeah. serious. Like uh, yeah. some people might not have like access to that sort of stuff and like if they're in the same place as you but without access to more positive role models then like they'd stay that way yeah don't get me wrong like um this is this was still like high school was still a bad stage for me because like <laughs> sure, i was getting yeah. all the all the but wrong it doesn't happen overnight you know that transition course, doesn't of happen course, of course and then later on yeah it was more so church and the bible and books and stuff but yeah jesus was, is the interesting <laughs> yeah that's that that's the that's the end of the story pretty much because it's like <laughs> <laughs> for me it's like i, I just want to be like jesus like that's that's the goal but yeah um 100 i feel like fathers play a huge role in um shaping what young men or boys see as being a man or and yeah it's just like I understand that like for, for my dad's case, it was like he, because he didn't, he grew up without that kind of environment. He wasn't able to provide me with the same thing. 
his way of showing me that he cares was to take me to taekwondo classes and put me in swimming classes and try to make me play an instrument or that's it like he tried to force me to play piano i didn't like piano he made me try play basketball i'm like i don't like basketball try to make me play guitar i'm like i don't like guitar he's like what the heck do you like like i i'm trying to like love you and i'm like i don't know myself and then he's just like no do this do that kind of thing Mm, but yeah but it's like he's that was his only form of showing that he cared for me was like Mm. taking me places trying to make me do things giving me things but what i needed most was just guidance and love and yeah like Mm. a conversation about this is what you have to look forward to and this is what is going to happen after you get to this age and yeah so sorry i kind of ranted there a bit, no no it was good it was good um it was yeah. a much better answer than mine was i was just like yeah not really eh? <laughs> <laughs> no no I, knew I liked your answer it was honest you were like i was a man since i was six and no, i knew what again, it was that's not nah, what i was saying no 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 i'm kidding i'm kidding but yeah, I, I think this has been a really good conversation, David. And I think we've actually tapped into a lot more stuff than we initially planned to. But it was all, I think it was all really good stuff, really important stuff. And I like the fact that it was, I think, incredibly universal. Like, I think that mm. the only stuff that was specific to um, men was also translatable for women and mothers, for example, or just like women and their fathers. Like, um, so I think mm. that this ended up being an incredibly inclusive conversation, which I think is a trait of masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> Look at uh, us, David. Changing the world wow. one podcast at a time. Wow. <laughs> nice, man. I mean, yeah, you, is that the sign to kind of start wrapping things up? Is I reckon, man. We've cracked yeah. the hour, so I reckon let's... That's why sure thing. I feel like there's so many ang- like every time it's not it's not that like I feel bad doing an episode, but there's just so much to cover and talk about mm. in, in this limited time. But yeah, I'm glad that we had a conversation but man, like, about this. This can just like be a starter of the dialogue because as we said, guys, like reach out to us, please. So I, I'll just list off our socials now because it this is where you can reach us. You can find us at Instagram yeah. at the artist notepad. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the artist notepad. Or you can email us at artistnotepad at gmail.com. And guys, please reach out to us. Let us know what you thought about this conversation. Um, DM us. You can find uh, David and my personal contacts on um, Instagram, on our on our Instagram page, which once again is at the artist notepad. So please yeah. check us out. Um, follow us if you haven't. Um, also give us a review, please. I know we haven't asked for a while, but it does really help <laughs> the progression of the show. It helps like the, the so way nice. that other people find the show is through reviews. So please give us a five mm-hmm. star in review um, and you might just win a Funko Pop. You never know. So yeah. thank you so much guys for tuning in. Um, I really enjoyed this episode, David. It's been a great return to form. Yeah, bro. Um, I felt like, as you said before we started, maybe it would be a bit rusty, but at the same time, like we're professionals, we've been in the business oh, in you know this game is, for yeah. a long time. Yeah. You know what it is. You know what it is. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, sweet, man. I think that's it. Um, yeah. Let's see if we're missing anything. Are we missing anything? Just a reminder, I guess, that um, extension that we that we gave before, like, please feel free to, to message David and I if any of this stuff has really resonated with you and you feel like um, maybe now is a time where you could talk to someone. Please talk to us or please, like, use any of the resources available to you. We'll, David, let's put some links in the description for some... Um, 
some resources that people yeah, can can reach out idea. to if they're struggling with their mental health and we'll stick some stuff in there guys so please if, if you're someone who feels like you are struggling to talk like talk to me and david it's just the first step we'll we'll do nothing we'll but show chat. you um care and yeah or yeah reach out to one of these professional services um and you'll be in great hands so Thanks so much for joining in, guys. Like, um, I hope you've enjoyed your week off. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I felt good. My heart yeah. feels full. That was a good, that was a good, that was a meaningful thing, you know? Yeah, that was that a was deep nice. tan, if that's you ask me. Deep tan pizza. That's a deep tan pizza <laughs> right there. But anyways, um, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll catch you next episode. Mm. Mm. Peace. Peace.